0: Listening
1: to the
0: One of us.net podcast network. One of Us.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to One of us.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. A long time ago, a couple of weeks ago actually, in a galaxy pretty close to where we live now—actually it's the one we're in—I signed up for a brand new Disney Plus TV series called Star Wars Visions, not really knowing what it was, other than the fact that it was Star Wars stories done in anime style, and I thought, cool! I'm really enjoying these Disney Plus shows every week. And then they dropped them all at once. And I was like, holy crap, how am I going to watch all of these in time for the review? Fortunately, I didn't have to worry too much. Most of these episodes are uh, 15 minutes or less and handled by a variety of different well-known anime studios and is now completely available to stream on Disney+. And here to join me today to talk about this new interesting series are three people who know way, way more about anime than I do. Spider Mike. Roger, roger. Harmony. Hello. And Tessa.
2: Ohayou gozaimasu!
0: (laughs) Like I said, they're far more qualified. They are masters, and I am but a Padawan My Star Wars knowledge runs pretty deep, but when it comes to anime, I'm really, really a learner, and this is a really cool way, I think, to introduce Star Wars fans like myself who may not be that familiar with anime, and likewise, it probably will introduce some anime fans to Star Wars. It's a great little bit of synergy. What Lucasfilm has done is they've tapped a variety of well-known studios to make their own Star Wars short And they are free to pretty much do anything they want within that context. It's not exactly canon. It's obviously heavily influenced by anime, Japanese cinema, and Japanese culture. But still, within that very recognizable Star Wars universe, you're going to be able to play a drinking game every time you see a lightsaber or somebody says, I have a bad feeling about this, Mm -hmm. or punch it, it. or see something recognizable In the background that goes, oh, that's Star Wars. But this is Star Wars unlike anything we've ever seen before. And I think it's a really interesting uh, opportunity to use the property in a fresh new way, especially considering how deeply influenced by Japanese culture and cinema Star Wars originally was. It's Japanese culture is baked into the cake of Star Wars from day one. Everything from Kurosawa samurai films to Eastern traditions and Zen Buddhism, Guys, we watched all nine of these episodes, I watched them in the English dub, I haven't had time to go back and watch the original Japanese language tracks, but what did you guys think of the series overall?
1: It was a, a really fun experiment, more than it anything. Was so cool. It was so Yeah, because it was just a series of different, a series of different, like, slice of life almost of these types of universe, because none of them are ever going to be considered like a canon argument that somebody's going to have, especially a, f- a handful of them. <laughs> uh, but it, it has this nice influence to them that I found really fascinating that Star Wars, I feel like, needs an injection of, because a lot of this, a lot of Star Wars looks very much the same except for a handful of things. And this was interesting in the fact that these people took chances that you're or at least allowed to take chances that you normally um, you wouldn't be allowed to do with Star Wars. Like there's one that I get why some people wasn't their favorite, but I liked it's what it was what it did, which was the um Toby 1, To uh, mm. Toby 1. Toby 1. Yeah, cuz it's a uh, it's an Astro Boy. It's basically an Astro yeah. Boy Star Wars story. Yes. Essentially, and I thought that was really interesting and there's a number of them that do really interesting things with it.
0: Yeah, I particularly like the style of the Toby 1. It is straight up Astro Boy in terms of its uh design especially for its title character. But the backgrounds are these sort of beautiful, almost chalk style illustrations that look like they could have been from Mobius. Yeah, they felt French. Straight out of the old heavy metal magazines. Mm -hmm. The very first uh, installment, which I think is one of the stronger ones called The Duel, features a Ronin with his own particular R2 unit, which has this huge straw hat on it, which is such a weird image, but I'm like, okay, (laughs) the R2 unit has a big straw hat because why not? But it's done in this black and white style, even with like film grain and film scratches. And you're like, oh, it's they're straight up doing an Akira Kurosawa-style <laughs> adventure. Later on, they're going to do one called Akakari, the last one, mm-hmm. which is very much riffing on The Hidden Fortress, a film that was a huge influence on the original Star Wars. So all of these episodes are not connected. You can watch them in any order. But they definitely put the Kurosawa inspired ones, I think, as bookends at the beginning, at the end. Earlier, we were talking about why they chose those that they did and the particular order. And I think that's the only thing that's kind of a structure. Uh. It's kind of a reference point. We're gonna start with a Kurosawa influence and end on a Kurosawa influence. But the two ended. episodes that most speak to the original reference points uh between Japan and Star Wars.
1: Yeah. I wanna talk about the fact that there's a lot of celebrity voices for the English mm-hmm. ones. Because mm-hmm. most anime dubs are tend to be done by like a handful of studios, Funimation being one of the biggest ones that are here in Austin specifically. But this one has like tons of different people, like Neil petrick Harris is in this, Alison Breeze in this, um, fucking Joseph uh, gray Levitz in that Lucy Lou uh Lucy Lou as well as like uh, a number of different people who are either big names CMO or small Vue. names but a lot Bruce of T-K them are, shows up <laughs> yeah James of, Hong. Kyle Chandler James like Hong. it's crazy like how many of them are in there yeah, but David that's what it's interesting about it is because you have to now hear these um celebrity voice actors try to be anime <laughs> i find that some of them do a decent job with it uh some of them just sort of do their own thing like i think i'm going to bring up the twins specifically because Neil Patrick Harris is one is the, the male twin and Alison Brie is the other one and Neil Patrick Harris is sort of just doing Neil Patrick Harris's like normal <laughs> voice acting stuff cuz he's <laughs> he's done voice work before. Yes. And so he's doing more like the way he did Spider-Man kind of thing back in the old MTV show and whereas Alison Brie is just fucking going nuts. She's <laughs> the like, entire yeah, she's, time. she's committed like, to the bit. I'll like, get she's her that. going for it? <laughs> Kind of thing. And there's there's plenty of times where it's like that where like some of them really go for it. Like I barely recognize I I I, not even barely I didn't even recognize that was George McCorry Levitt in the the band one. Yeah. Which is because he plays the I didn't recognize any of the voices. In Tatooine Rap City. And yeah, I just I just wanted to say like, you know, like if you're worried about the voice acting, you know, being like too cheesy anime, whatever, you're gonna get a mix of that. And I don't know if that's a bad thing or a good thing, really. It all depends on, on your preference i guess i
3: think the dub overall was like really well well done like none of them were like for me, personally like really like glaringly obviously, oh this is a bad dub. I didn't even think to check out if there's a Japanese language track
0: <laughs> cuz I was like, oh yeah, this is this is what it is. This is what they always meant it to be. It's also worth pointing out that with one exception, Tamura Morrison comes back to yes. voice Boba Fett. Yes. But there are no legacy characters here. No. All of these are brand new characters except I mean Jabba appears. I don't know who did Jabba's the, voice. The
1: Tatooine Rhapsody is the only one with like literal like characters from it because they're tied to it. Like, they tie the story very much to that, to Jabba and and all those people.
0: One of the nice things they have, if you watch this series, I highly recommend after watching it, uh, go into the extras. There's a little short behind-the-scenes making of... For each one of these episodes, they're all about nine, ten minutes. They're very brief, where they talk with the studio creators, the animators, about their influences, their love of Star Wars, their love of anime and Japanese cinema, and how it goes together. And they do talk about the fact that, you know, this is the one that they had to ask permission you know, can we use legacy characters? Because originally the brief was, no, it's all new characters. It's not canon. It doesn't tie into anything. We want you to be free to do something else. Mm -hmm. But in this case, they were like, no, no, for the story, it makes sense. We're going to go ahead and allow it.
1: What if we make Boba Fett's head real big?
0: And his body
3: real small. (laughs) A (laughs) bobblehead.
1: It's Bobble Fett.
3: It's the Chibi Bobble Fett. What if we did a what if we
2: did an episode that was, you know, basically Fooly Cooley, Fool Metal Alchemist meet Scott Pilgrim, basically. It was like the vibes I was getting from Tatooine Rhapsody was very like Fooly Cooley and Scott Pilgrim. And I was like, yeah. yes, yes, please. I was here
3: for it.
0: With Bobby Moynihan playing a bass playing hut. Yes. Uh, which is kind of weird.
3: I, I love that episode.
0: But apparently Jabba's not happy about one of his relatives uh, being in a, a rock band. He's like, hey, you got to run this criminal enterprise with me. You're a hut. You got a job to do. <laughs> it really puts an interesting spin on what the Star Wars can be, because you don't expect rock music to be in Star Wars generally, although we have heard a little bit of it in some of the other animated films. The fact that you have Jabba, tells you what time approximately this takes place. That's one thing the stories all do. They take place in different times. Some are long before the Jedi Order. Some are during the Galactic Empire. Some are shortly after Order 66. Some are right after the events of the original trilogy. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag. It it can kind of throw you as to where exactly you are in the timeline, but it's never confusing. I don't think you need to really think about that too much because, again, it doesn't really connect to any other known characters or plot lines except for Tatooine Rhapsody.
3: Which I think is good because there's nothing that's more damaging to the universe than a Skywalker. Is is what Star Wars has taught me. If anything, the Skywalkers just, yeah, they needed to end. <laughs> was just no more. No more sandwalls.
0: I agree. Not the way they ended, but I agree that they needed to end. Luke agrees. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Luke's like, we got to be done with this. Come on, man. It's over. (laughs) We had had a good run. It's over. I
2: think my one criticism about these, like, I, I loved all of these. Like, the animation styles were varied and different. The stories, however, while kind of settings were different, they all featured a jedi like all of them we have an entire galaxy to play with i like they did the band that was cool but even like the boy in the band was a padawan or some shit which wasn't even pertinent to the plot At all. And so, like, every story had a Jedi. And I felt like that wasn't necessary. But when you give an animation studio, like, carte blanche to do whatever in the Star Wars universe, of course, they're gonna be like, well, Jedi is fucking cool. It's a Mary Sue. And anime's all about that. So we gotta,
3: you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, also, they're following their Japanese influences. If you're a Japanese person and you go, what about Star Wars speaks to you and your culture... It's the samurai. It's the Zen Buddhist monk. It's the warrior monks. All of that, uh, which we were talking about, is in the DNA of Star Wars. It's obvious that they gave all of these creators carte blanche. And to their credit, I don't think they told anybody, you can't do that because this other group is doing that too. But here's the thing. If you give nine studios the opportunity to create a short set in the Star Wars universe with a Japanese flavor, and they're not talking to each other, they're all going to show up with a Jedi-influenced episode. They're all going to drop the line, I have a bad feeling about this, or something. (laughs) It's inevitable. And I give Disney credit, because they have done this on their other series, where they've gone to the creators and go, you can't do that because we're doing that in another series that we can't talk about. Here, it's obvious they said, look, just do whatever. It doesn't matter if you guys repeat yourselves, just so long as you give us an interesting story. As long and as yes, these all are of you all say, Jedi I have a bad centric.
1: feeling about this, as many times all as possible
0: <laughs> Only
2: one said, there is no try, only do. Yeah, only yeah, one yeah, one
3: really that, yes, only <laughs> yeah, one And it was really awkward. Yeah, it was weird.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my criticism is, yeah, my, actually my main criticisms are, is exactly what Tessa said, is that I, I'm kind of sick of Jedi in Star Wars in general, which is why I like the Mandalorian as much as I did, because there's only so little Jedi to the point where people even don't believe that they're around kind of thing, whereas this is just like, there was one where it's going um, with the rabbit girl. Yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I wonder where this is going to go. It's like, here's a lightsaber. Like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake." <laughs> like, every time, like, I thought it was going to do something, it was like, here's a lightsaber. I'm like, why do you have this? Oh. And then they would explain real quick, and then they would know the Force again out of nowhere. I'm like, okay, I guess.
0: I do love that they have made the rabbit species canon in Star Wars now, because the the rabbit character Jackson has been in the Star Wars comics from, like, the 70s and 80s, so... In the behind-the-scenes footage, they talk to one of the creators. He's like, I want to like a rabbit species. Is there anything in Star Wars like that? And they're like, yes. There is Yes, hell. there is. You can totally go with it. We, we've established it, so go nuts. But Mike's correct. Sooner or later, you know somebody's going to whip out some kind of lightsaber and i love all of the uh katana and japanese inspired designs for these new lightsabers which are really cool like seeing 1 built into an umbrella that was <laughs> awesome that was fucking so a parasol bad. it was amazing the parasol which just sort of splits all the beams <laughs> into these numerous uh prongs which are quite fascinating as a weapon a death windmill <laughs> situation yeah
2: <laughs> If I saw that, I would just be like, well, I'm dead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm done. Yeah.
1: That was the thing I liked about the duel a lot is there's a lot of weapons that are just like, the the beams and the lasers were the only things that were in color the whole time. Yes. And you would see weapons that were like, that is really batshit insane, but I'm cool with it kind of thing.
2: Can we talk about the music at the beginning of The Village Bride, which reminded me of the orchestral stuff from Princess Mononoke?
3: Very mean, uh, Miyazaki. Yes, I thought so too. Yeah.
2: It was not the Japanese Philharmonic, but I, at least I don't think it was. The composer was, oh, I wrote down his name somewhere because it was quite good. And I was like, oh, this the slaps in the most calming of ways.
3: Oh <laughs> it's man, the I my notes, but we my just mouse will over.
2: <laughs> Anyways. What
1: is, but, it's yeah, a gentle really slap.
3: Good. The gentle slap is more of a tap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the, the music in general was very interesting because some of it, it, it wasn't full on like just Star Wars music, which I really appreciated. Like, even the even yeah. the credits never did the da-dun-da-dun kind of thing. Although one of them yeah. got really close, kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it was, like, their own kind of version of it, sort of thing. And I thought yeah. that was... I thought like I was constantly just fascinated by the different types of things that were going on. Whether it was the different animation styles. Whether it was the different types of the lightsabers looking. Some looked like katanas. Some looked like just a normal lightsaber. Some were just batshit insane.
3: I really dug the ninth Jedi episode yeah where the with mm. the with the color of the lightsaber mm-hmm. oh so cool yeah i don't i don't want to spoil that but that i thought that was really was a really neat gimmick and i wish i wish that was canon like i, I think that would be like a really cool you know thing to bring into star wars be like oh no it actually feels you yeah so i think that'd be really cool
2: in the ninth jedi i was just getting ready to say i really loved the angsty pilot robot that didn't want to work that day who was like on his like break <laughs> drinking tea I'm assuming it's oil or something, but he really reminded me of Willard from uh, this robot named Willard from uh, Rotor, which is a really horrible Terminator knockoff kind of thing they're trying to do. Anyways, he just really reminded me of that robot who's very kind of like... Sardonic and kind
0: of like okay, whatever you know, kind of deal. I'm
3: not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I
0: love that guy's energy. I totally relate. He's like, ask someone else. Like none of the other droids work. It's got to be you. It's like oh, okay, fine.
1: I've expected them to be like, what? That's just an excuse. They're they're just lazy, kind of. Thing. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> but he, they're all just pretending to be asleep. He's like that yeah. guy's awake over there. I saw a move. I don't think it's a
0: surprise that the better episodes, at least in my opinion tend to be the longer ones. Yes. All of these are very short. They usually tell a very complete story with a beginning, middle, and end, but sometimes end on an ambiguous enough note to suggest that there's going to be a continuation, which, of course, will probably never come. No. So the ones that actually take a little more time to develop their characters, to do a little world building, and tell their story tend to come out stronger. There's a lot here to like. And because there's nine episodes, unfortunately, we can't break down every single one of them. But I think rather than dwell any further on it, let's start going into our final thoughts. Harmony, please lead off.
3: Take it away. Okay, I uh, I really enjoyed this. I was scared when they all like like you were Marco when they all dropped at it once. It's like oh no, I'm never this is ne- never gonna get watched. But uh, I'm really glad I sat down last night and the night before to watch all of these. They were really enjoyable. Whether or not they're canon doesn't matter to me. I like anybody who likes to play in a in this universe. George Lucas has famously been real supportive of fan film and people just taking the the worlds and building on it and i just love that this is a licensed professionally worked on series of fan stories and um i'm here for it i love a product or a a license that allows you to Play in it. So just the fact that we got all these really interesting stories that are beautifully done, voice acting I think is is pretty good. Uh, music is amazing in all of them. The only criticism I have is that some of these I really wish were longer and that we would get more of. Like I would love to know more about about the Tatooine Rhapsody episode. I would love to know more about the very first one, the the duel. So that that's kind of my only complaint. it's like even if they're only like fifteen minutes long i I wanted more, and I guess it's actually a compliment because you just want to see more of what's happening, some of it like even tattooing rappazzi like I was a little thrown off by kind of the bobblehead chibi style of the animation, <laughs> but it's still it was a great story. I liked it. I'm gonna give it a eight point five out of ten color changing lightsabers
0: and by the way, uh Harmony's talking about extending some of these stories. I understand that The Duel, which is the very first episode, uh is getting a spin-off novel continuation coming out later this year.
3: Oh, that's awesome. I didn't know that. Well, I'm happy now.
0: <laughs> Spider Mike,
1: what is your review, sir? So, yeah, I I really liked this a lot. Um my favorite one to be honest was actually uh The Elder because The Elder I think had a very interesting message even at the end of it as well as was I felt the most like just complete without saying a lot at the same time, which I found much more enjoyable in the fact that a lot of them had to explain a lot of things. Like, I like the Twins a lot for certain reasons, but that's because it explained a lot of what was going on about it, but it takes up a lot of time to do that as well some of the other ones. They're very vague about what's going on in some of them, and that's either going to work for you or it's not, because you're going to be like, should I care about these characters in any shape or form? If you can get past that, you'll really enjoy these, is really what I'm, is what I'm trying to say. I really like them, Uh, I'm going to try watching them in Japanese when I get a chance. Uh, I thought the American voice acting was actually really good. The lip-synced really well for the most part. Uh, The animation styles, uh, they vary consistently, whether it's the 3D anime type look, which is what the duel does, or it's the sort of thing that looks very hand-drawn, or even something in between, which I think um, the the Toby one did, uh, something similar to that. And there's so many influences, and Star Wars needs more injections of different types of things going on. And I think this is a step in the right direction. I would have to give it eight point five out of ten lightsaber microphones,
0: <laughs>
2: Tessa uh yeah, when I saw this was gonna be an option for us to review, I was very stoked um because I loved love loved the animatrix, and that worked so well, and knowing you know George Lucas's uh influences that we talked about earlier, I figured this was you know going to knock it out of the park. It just made fucking sense. I mean, he was inspired by Japanese films, samurai, and in turn, anime has been inspired by sci-fi fantasy in Star Wars. So, you know, we have things like Cowboy Bebop and all these mech animes and Galaxy Express 39 and all these amazing like sci-fi animes that were, you know, in turn inspired by Star Wars. So round and round the wheel goes. I was not disappointed. I enjoyed these very, very much with the many different anime styles. I was trying to discuss earlier with The Duel, y'all were talking about how it had sort of like the black and white and the shading was kind of weird. The shading, I believe, was inspired by the rotoscoping animation done by Ralph Bakshi. So there's a lot of that in, um was it? It was like Wizards. There's scenes where it's basically not even like painted or animated. It's just like highly contrasted like footage of just people and they just kind of put it in the background because they got lazy and just didn't have time to rotoscope the rest. They lost funding, I think is what it was. Anyways, um so yeah, they used a little bit of inspiration, I think, from that in the duel as well. It was definitely the duel I I think implemented the most uh different sorts of like styles and effects, I feel like, as far as different animation styles in just one short. I gotta say, I really like Tatooine Rhapsody, it was probably one of my favorites. The Ninth Jedi had a really fun twist, uh, 2B1 was adorable, and like you guys said, like Astro Boy or Metropolis, I mean, Astro Boy is like futuristic Jedi Pinocchio, you know, it's really <laughs> fun. Lop and Ocho was great, it was nice seeing like a demi-human-furry situation. In Akikiti, which I think the Akikiti like translates to like the red cut, because mm-hmm. Kiti and Kirigami is like the art of paper cutting. So Akai means red. So they're obviously alluding to a Sith in that title. So, anyways, yay, I get to use my Japanese, <laughs> yay, minor. <laughs> but yeah, Subaki in uh, Akikiti was giving me some serious Vampire Hunter D vibes with like his hair and his hat. Yeah, and riding on that horse, and I was like, ah, D. Anyways, I could go on and on about this and talk about each one individually, but, you know. Um, I hope they do more. I Honestly, I hope they do more, and I hope they do more that don't include Jedi now that they've scratched that itch. Maybe these same studios will come back and do some other stories. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and so a lot of people are like, oh, why didn't they do this sooner? Why hasn't this been done before? Well, actually, it kind of has. There's a fan film on YouTube. It's a seven-minute fan film. It's inspired heavily by 80s anime. Most of these in this series of uh, this anthology are a bit more contemporary style animation, with the ex- exception of like 2B1. The short is called TIE Fighter, and it's by Paul Johnson. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. You can look it up. Oh, yeah, it's great. Cool. It's, it's amazing. There's also
1: a Star Wars manga adaption, if anybody's able to find mm-hmm. those. Those yeah. are really good.
2: Yeah, those are amazing. Uh, I'm going to give this 9.5... Out of 10 Jedi Judy (laughs) (laughs) hops.
0: You know, this is an anthology series. And like any anthology series, it's always going to be a mixed bag. Not every episode is going to work as well as the others. And very often, if you ask someone what they think the best episode is, they're going to give a different answer than you. Their favorite episode might be your least favorite episode. You guys seem to really love Tatooine Rhapsody, whereas that was one of the ones that didn't work as well for me. I've already said that the duel is probably my favorite. I think a strong runner-up is the Ninth Jedi. 2b1 is just, as a visual experience, is beautiful. The Elder is really damn good. Those are probably my favorites of the group. I really want more of this. I, I don't need them to be canon. I don't need them to connect with the greater overall mythos. I think the fact that they're all standalones makes these really easy to digest. It helps to know some Star Wars lore to get an idea of where exactly they fall in the timeline, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not that important. You can just drop into any of these and watch them in any order and get a whole lot out of it. I was thinking they were going to be like 30 minutes each, and we were going to get them once a week. The fact is they're mostly 15 minutes or less, and some of the stronger ones tend to go into the 20-minute mark. I hope they get a season two, because I would definitely love to see more. Star Wars has always borrowed from its own mythology, from its own past influences, and current creators to this day are going back to the prequels, to the expanded universe, to the now decommissioned, no longer candid, old expanded universe, and borrowed some of those ideas and concepts and brought them into the new work, and I hope that they do that. I I could easily see some of these concepts and ideas being incorporated into official canon Star Wars, which is why it's so good to bring in a bunch of outside talent and let them create in the sandbox. It's kind of like an R&D factory for Lucasfilm to just let these guys play and go, oh, we like that, we like this, we're going to use that. The one thing that kind of goes through my mind, and I've said this on a previous Star Wars review, I'm always reminded of, of all things, a Frank Zappa concert in which he tells the audience... It's a great time to be alive. That's the theme of our show tonight. It's a great fucking time to be alive. And if you don't think it's a great fucking time to be alive, I wish you would go now because this show is going to bring you down so much. (laughs) Uh, Replace great time to be alive with great time to be a Star Wars fan. And that's exactly how I feel right now. We're getting so much Star Wars content that it's just a great time to be a Star Wars fan. Some of it's going to work. Some of it isn't but there's a little bit of everything for everyone. And so long as they keep bringing in uh, new creators to play with the work, I think the franchise can continue to grow and to stay relevant and fresh for this generation and future generations. I'm going to give this eight and a half out of 10 droids who inexplicably need to wear a bubble helmet to somehow breathe in the non-existent atmosphere of space because boy that pissed me off <laughs> Yeah, <didn't> bring up <laughs> no.
1: the fact that you got to get past the fact that there are some superman four levels of air breathing in space yeah um, yeah. So yeah it's
0: like look star wars has always played fast and loose with the loss of physics but they've usually been, been consistent there is one episode that is literally half of the the episode is just a battle on the hull of a star destroyer i'm like these are two humans in space Without <laughs> helmets, without any environmental protection, and seemingly with gravity that they can just stand on a Star Destroyer and just have a battle. It, it's ridiculous. It's all
2: explained by the Force. <laughs> yeah, the Force. hand wave Force.
1: Yeah, that one has a lot of just insane shit in it anyways. Yes, it really um, does. And there's a nerdy nitpick I had in that one that I'll, I'm going to bring up real quick that I brought up before we recorded. was uh, The X-Wing is in attack position the entire time. And, um, you need to not be in attack position to make that last move work correctly. So, uh, don't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you can handle some of these bizarre, crazy things that irk nerds like us, you're (laughs) going to be fine, because there's some things I'm like, that ain't Star Wars, but fuck it. It's fun. It's great. I definitely recommend watching it, and I can't wait to, uh, watch it again with the original Japanese language tracks. So... On that note, may the Force be with you, and also with you, and you, and And you, you. and you, and you, adieu.
2: And just goes on and on. And with you, and with you, you. and the Force is with you. I'm like Oprah.
0: I was like, you get the Force, you get the Force, and you get the Force. (laughs) Everybody gets the Force. (laughs)